Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I'm Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's just another beautiful day in the Lord and we are happy and excited about the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ on the Joy FM and also across the, the internet as well. And those of you who have the Alabama Joy FM app, we thank you for tuning in as well. well I'm always excited about each program because we, we're talking about Jesus, talking about the Word of God. And today I'm really excited because I have my good brother and my pastor, Ralph Sigler of Harvest Church here with us in the studio. Ralph, thank you for being here today. Always oh, great to be here. Today, we are going to talk about revival. Yeah. That's uh, It's happening, isn't it, brother? <laughs> yes, it is. And if you haven't heard about the revival that, that started at Asbury College up in Ken- Wilmore, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about that and talk about revival and what that means and everything. One thing it means is it's exciting. It is. It really is. It's <laughs> God, wonderful. God is moving. So uh, we're going to talk about that today on Sunday Morning with Love and Action. And before we get into that, Ralph, would you open us up in prayer? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the blessing of talking about you. We just invite you now to lead this conversation, that it would bring glory to you and that it would minister to people who are listening and bring blessing, bring life. I thank you for your ability to speak to us, and we ask you would be speaking during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Ralph, before we specifically talk about what God started at Asbury, uh, the word revival when I was growing up, revival meant we had three extra services during the week, All right? right? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and bring in an evangelist, and he would <laughs> preach and uh-huh. leave, and everything kind of goes back to normal uh-huh. at church. But that's not the true meaning of revival. Uh-huh. What is yeah. revival in the body of Christ? Well, I mean, people kind of have some different definitions, but you can go with the basics of the word, revive. I mean, obviously, it, it draws people into a close relationship with God, deeper relationship with God. I think people's hearts really become more sensitive to Him and aligned with Him. Marks of it also often are repentance, but definitely, you know, it happens when God is moving uh, among His people, and then often when we talk about revival, we're talking about it spreading and people who don't know the Lord. Some people call that awakening, but people are getting saved. People are coming to Christ. Reviving what was dead. Yeah. We have or just cold and asleep, you know. Right. People, people can drift into kind of uh, apathy or just kind of drift into being kind of cold. I think a lot of that comes from just getting caught up in life. Yeah. And yeah. you just start going in life, and you kind of forget really what's most important. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's Jesus, and that's being involved with, with the body of Christ. Uh, the past February 8th, was right, it? Right, February 8th was when we saw the, the beginning of this yes. revival that started at Asbury College, and you have a special place in your heart for Asbury for many reasons. Yeah, yeah that's right. And so right. if you would share that background uh-huh. and then talk about how this revival started there at Asbury. Okay. Well, I have a son who still lives up there who went to the university and to the seminary and is in the seminary now and has a media business, uh, Paul, and so he's there. Then my other two sons graduated from there. Ron and I met there, graduated from there. My parents met there and graduated from there. Even my granddad uh, and her, she has a granddad that graduated uh, from Asbury College at that time, and aunts and uncles. So we've had a lot of connection to yeah. it for a long time. Yeah, awesome. And forgive me, it is university now, not, not Yeah, not which is just structure, yeah. It's just structure, uh-huh. yeah. But uh-huh. we want to give credit where credit's due yeah. <laughs> university now. So they have a chapel service every day? Three times a week. 
What does that look like? Well, it's required. You get cuts just like you do. And now class is required at Asbury. So, uh, you know, they give you a certain number of cuts. You don't just decide you're not, you're going to check out half your classes. And they do the same with, uh, with chapel and 50 minutes, 10 o'clock, 10 to 10.50. And it's typically going to look pretty much like a church service. So they're not all identical, uh, but the typical would be worship uh, and a speaker, and then often response, or sometimes it may just end and they dismiss. All right. And on February 8th, when the chapel dismissed, mm-hmm. not everybody left. Yeah, it's really interesting because the speaker, his first name is Zach. He's uh, a Messianic Jew. He has still been involved throughout these days since. Okay. And uh, I can't remember his last It's an unusual last name, but... He said that he didn't feel like he did a very good job, that it was not a very good message. And really at the end, though, he invited, I believe, for confession and repentance and those who needed to stay to stay. And I think the latest thing I heard, you know, there's so many accounts bouncing around, uh, was about 19 students stayed praying. Some others went to class and then felt like they needed to go back. And at least a couple especially said to their professor, I feel like I need to go back. Is that okay? And they said, sure. And then others started coming back. And so they started coming back in. And I heard one student who said he heard music still. So he went in, and then he and some friends went to classes and started going to the classes and just say, hey, God's moving in the, in the chapel. So I think it was pretty full by late afternoon again. Yeah. And then it just kept going. It kept going uh, around the clock, right, 24-7? At least for eight days, it was around the clock. Now, I know at some point, 24 hours a, a day, uh, when we were up there going in in the morning, there were people asleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, then people leading worship and at right. the altar and praying. And, right. Yeah. And so um, the, the trip that you and about 20 others from Harvest, uh, I believe, that number is yeah, somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah, about 25, I think, initially. And then some others have gone since then. I think Joel, didn't he come up with that? Is hey, I'm going to take some youth up there? Well, you know, we were hearing about it, we heard about it quick because of Paul being up there, and uh, and of course, then social media picks things up right. quickly. So, so by Wednesday evening, we were hearing some things, and by Thursday, it was getting more widespread. Listened on Friday to their chapel, and by the way, the person who spoke in that chapel is going to be speaking at our Harvest today, so if anybody wants yeah. to tune in and listen to that. Just thought, as we were following it pretty carefully, I think Joel and Olivia considering going, Ron and I considering, so we decided on Saturday that we would go. And then Joel started contacting some students, getting the word out he was going. And then some other adults <laughs> just heard about it in church Sunday and decided, ran home, packed stuff, and, and we left. Right. And it went Sunday. So uh, Ron and I got there first. We got there at 1130 that night. I think some of the students and others got in about one, and some others got in even later. But everybody pretty much went to Hughes Auditorium where it started first right. and just spent some time there and then... Fortunately, we were able to get places to stay pretty close by. Yeah. Y'all were up there a few days, right? Yeah, we went Sunday and came back on uh, Wednesday. What did you experience there? As a lot of people have reported, very, it's very calm. I've been to some other revivals. I went up to Toronto during the Toronto revival, uh, down to Brownsville during that revival. Those were a lot of manifestations, pretty loud. Great things happening, just very different. A lot of manifestations, uh, people being slain in the Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. people receiving spiritual gifts. This one is just extremely calm. I think one of the most profound marks for most people has been just an amazing peace. Mm-hmm. 
lot of repentance going on, amazing peace and just awareness of the presence of God and that he's moving. And then people don't want to leave. Almost everybody, and we experience the same thing, you can sit there for several hours and it feels like you just got there. I ended up helping out with the prayer ministry on Tuesday and prayed with people for four and a half hours. only left because Rhonda pulled me away to go get something to eat. But it really did feel like we had just started. And the Lord's just moving. I watched one of Paul's videos. He's a phenomenal videographer and oh, producer. Thanks. I really enjoy watching, <laughs> seeing his work, and and it glorifies God. And but I, I remember one of his first reports from there. He he said nothing's crazy going on. You know, yeah. it's 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 yeah. very there's a lot of peace and. What's the term? Uh, radical humbleness? Yeah, they've talked a lot about the radical humility. Humility, that's it. Yeah. yeah, so they have very much. I think you know. I think the small group of people, uh, of leaders, uh, I would say administrators or professors who are kind of, they would say, shepherding this. Uh, and this Zach who mm-hmm. spoke. And there's also kind of a mentor of his named David. Now, sorry, I'm not, I don't have the last name, but who's spoken some too. And so they've been kind of involved in just a small group. Uh, and they've been, been a lot of emphasis on this is not about personality. They say often, you know, there are no celebrities. You know, right. it's, it's all about Jesus. Right. And uh, even to the point where they've refused. There have been, as it got bigger, uh, well-known preachers and speakers who offered to speak, well-known musicians who offered to come in and lead worship. They've just said, just don't think that's what this is about. Obviously, when you get a celebrity on stage, they get a lot of their own attention because right. everybody knows who they are. And uh, I, I think they've just said, you know, we, we just really feel like this is supposed to be more organic. So they've basically refused that. And, uh, we were just talking earlier about how they really, uh, Tucker Carl, Carl, Carlton, Carlson, Carlson. Uh, on Fox uh, News interviewed the student body president and said after, after it was over, we were just still kind of intrigued and focused. So we were making plans to go on Friday. Friday, that would have been this past Friday, and uh, they called and said, please don't come. And they said, it's, it's not personal. We like your show, but what's going on here is spiritual and very personal, a lot of confession going on, and we just don't think it's going to add anything to have cameras, and it could detract. I admired so much. I thought the Spirit was directing Tucker's response. He, he just said, we understand that and respect it, and he went on and just said, uh, uh, almost nobody in this business refuses what is it, promotion? Right, uh, media coverage. Yeah, almost everybody Marketing wants. or whatever you want to call it. Right, yeah. right. Publicity, yeah, everybody. everybody yeah. And he said in the, in the rare events they do, they're usually doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> and he says, but in the rarest events, it's because they're doing something right. Yeah. You know, something so right and so good and so pure that having cameras can't add anything to it. And he said, and we feel like that's, that seems to be what's going on at Asbury. And uh, so we thank God for that. We, we thank them for refusing us. And I thought, wow, what, what an incredible thing for somebody in that business to respond to. And again, uh, uh, credit to the leaders up, uh, up at Asbury who are sensitive enough to say, you know, we don't want to make this a big media event. They can't help it. I mean, there's media all right. over, but they didn't want cameras in the buildings, which I think is was really right. good. And that's one of the main things I, I love about what God is doing through that is it's just the humility mm-hmm. that takes place. And as you mentioned, the peace yeah. of God that's felt. But uh, humility is something that's so lacking in our society oh, today. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible tells us when we share the word, share it with humility. Yeah, and God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble, and Jesus, come to me all you, you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest, take yeah. my yoke upon you. Learn to me, I am humble and gentle. Right. And uh, Yeah, and I shared on Sunday that you know at one point they just invited people to confess 
verbally. You know, here you are with 1,500 seats plus however many other people. I know at one point they were packing about 2,000 in the fire, fire marshal. Say, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, but all these people and, and inviting them to just out loud confess. And so people are saying, you know, confessing, you know, fear and anxiety, lust, uh, pornography, jealousy and hatred. And, and people are saying this out loud. And so it's big enough auditorium. At some point, people, some people start talking at the same time. And the person on the stage at that point just says, I love this that we're actually kind of speaking over each other in confession because it's all about how low can we get? Who can, who can go the lowest? Yeah. You know, and that's all he said, but I'm thinking, you know, in the world, it's who can go the highest. Right, who can promote right. themselves the most, get on top. Kingdom of God is upside down. Yeah. It's all about. And so there is a radical, has been a radical humility and a lot of honesty, transparency. When you start confessing your sins to other people, that's, that's serious, and that's why I think the Bible says to do it. And right. James, when you humble yourself like that, God honors it, and he brings freedom. You know, I was going to mention that. That's very biblical, what, yes. what's going on there, confessing sins one, one to another. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Word of God tells us to do. And it's really counterculture. We're not seeing people trying to exalt themselves. Right. It's trying, we're humbling ourselves. Even the speakers, when they get up, want all those, they only say their first name. Right. The college president got up, and I heard him twice get up and say, uh, I'm Kevin, I work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many presidents would do that, you know, uh, yeah. be it a college, yeah. university or a business president, just to say, I'm Kevin, I work here. And they're refusing to promote the university. And you know you've got people there whose job right. is recruitment. Right. You know, what a temptation to use this. But it's continually, this is not about Hughes Auditorium, it's not about Asbury, it's about God. It's right. about Jesus. And people have been coming from literally all over the world. And Wilmore is what, about 6,000 people, did I read 6,000 people. Uh, it's right, it's just out of Lexington, okay. Kentucky. It's a nice environment because of geographic, there's not uh, of the Kentucky River Cliffs, Palisades. You don't go through Wilmore to get hardly anywhere. There's not much beyond it before you get to the Palisades. So right. because of that, they've kind of been able to preserve a kind of this country, small town, even though they're very close to Lexington. But um, when we were there, uh, let's see, of course, Sunday night it was late, and we, we were able to go into Hughes, and there weren't that many people. The next night, we discovered they were do already doing overflow. They were using Estes Chapel across the street at the seminary. The university's on one side of Lexington Avenue the Seminary, uh, starts on the other. And uh, it seats about 750, and they were also using a McKenna Chapel that seats 350. So I'd been back over at Paul's house for a little bit. We came back and parked. We fortunately were able to get a room in the in the Asbury Inn, which is a guest house in the uh, a hotel on the seminary campus. And so we went first to McKenna. Because sometimes when you do these overflow things, you know, it's just not the same. Right. But, you know, we went in there. It was full. I mean, you could have found a seat, but it was full. And you could just feel You could feel the presence of God there. Mm. We stayed for a couple of songs. Then we went to Estes Chapel. We stayed for about four songs. Again, it was full, but ushers were finding seats. They asked us a couple of times, uh, but we, we weren't, knew we weren't going to stay. And uh, about four songs, again, really the feel. So then we went to Hughes, and there were about 250 people out on the steps. Now, after that, it got much longer, longer. Had speakers out there, had at that point one screen so you could see what was going on inside. And Paul met some former classmates. He's been kind of calling people in and kind of using this for ministry. And so since he was staying there a while, I, I, you know, I, I, having been around there and gone to school there, I knew about a stairway that's kind of obscure that goes up to the balcony, so I was able to go through the basement and get to there and get up there and get up <laughs> Secret the Secret passageway, right. yeah. <laughs> Secret passageway. And there were actually several 
other empty seats up there. I started texting a few people to let them know, hey, there's a few seats up here. But um, in all three locations, and then the next night, I know they were using um, a, a fairly large church building, seats about 1,200 also. So at that point, on Tuesday night, they had at least three overflow buildings. And then I found out that there was there's actually a new building on the university that has about a 300, 400-seat auditorium in it. And they were using it, but only for the university community. They weren't mm-hmm. opening it up to anybody else. So a lot of people, uh, yeah. I think the, the second day we were there, they were estimating around 10,000. And by the week last weekend, they were estimating about 25,000. Wow. All, yeah. all trying to get into 6,000. All 000. trying to get in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I've read reports, you know, the, the handful of restaurants that are there, they're about to run out of oh, food. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. It's, it's got to be nonstop. And of course, that's been an issue, you know. Yeah. Now, interesting, I don't know who did it, but somebody started sending food trucks in and paying for the food. Wow, that's Somebody amazing. else sent in porta-potties and paid for them. Let's see, Samaritan's Purse offered security personnel mm. I know Salvation Army came in and started doing some kind of ministry. I asked them, I asked some of them to, uh, I said, I think y'all should, I mean, our church sent up a check to help out. I found out, you know. uh, (laughs) While you were up there, you found out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Paul, the the guy who's dean of chapel, saw Paul, my son, and said, hey, your church is so amazing. They sent us a $1,000 check just to help with these refreshments. And Paul told me, I said, oh, that is cool. I'm so glad they did that. And uh, then we left a personal check before we went. I just said to somebody in that office, say, you know, I really think y'all should, what we do in our conferences, we just say if you want to help with expenses, you know, here's how you can do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, y'all should do it. And at first she said, well, we want it to be free. We don't want anybody. And, uh, and, and I said, I said, yeah, but, you know, people want to help, and there's no use for it to be a strain on the university. And she just said, well, you know, everything has been provided so far. Mm. It's been a pretty amazing because, you know, with revival usually and, and awakening and acts of God like that, God is moving. But you also usually get a, a, a fairly significant of people in their flesh or people with their own agendas or people. Right. You get a lot of junk on the fringe, right. at least on the fringe. Uh, sometimes you get a whole lot of junk and you're getting a little bit, you know, the fringe is God still moving. <laughs> but uh, it's been amazing how the Lord has just ordered this. Yeah. There's been almost none of that. Right. I wouldn't say none because when you got 25,000 people in a small, small place, you're probably going to get some mess. But I didn't see it. The Lord's kind of kept his hand on this in a pretty yeah. remarkable way. That's kind of one of the miraculous things, I would say, is just how focused it stayed. Yeah. Even the, be- the behind-the-scene things like the provision, you know, yeah. he's taken care of as well. And a revival usually doesn't just happen, yeah. right? There's a lot of prayer goes into that, right? Absolutely. Tell us about, I've heard you share about how Asbury was praying. I, I know at Harvest, yeah. we've been praying for revival yeah. for a while. Yeah. But there's other people been praying about revival Definitely. too. So um, tell us a little bit about what has gone into, or what you think has gone into this revival starting yeah. up. Yeah, I try to be concise. First of all, we have had at Harvest... In our conferences, uh, to a large degree, we pray for the Lord to reveal this presence every Sunday. And we get a lot of testimony of that. We pray for, for greater and greater revelation of his presence. We do conferences two a year. And the Lord has moved and revealed his presence in those in very powerful ways. What we are praying for now is we're praying that it would become one of these moves that overflows 
and touches everyone in our region, and not just at Harvest. I mean, we, we know there's other churches that would love to have this too. And I think it should be a concerted effort. We just want it to happen. Right. We want everybody in our region touched by Jesus. People are, have been praying for revival all across the country. People have been praying for revival at Asbury, uh, groups specifically for that. Asbury has a, revi- a pretty unique revival history, and I think a lot of it was because it was it was started by a guy named John Wesley Hughes, a minister, but also a very famous preacher and evangelist back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, named Henry Clay Morrison. And I just found out more about this more recently, that actually Morrison did a revival meeting in Wilmore that when extended for a long period of time, people came in, of course, wouldn't have been as many people back then, but they came in from all over, extended meetings, they would call them. And John Wesley Hughes knew him, and he was a part of that too. And he, he shared with Henry Clay Morrison during that time, he was feeling called to start a college. And Henry Clay Morrison encouraged him to start it there at Asbury. And then Henry Clay Morrison later was did two president terms and started the seminary. So it kind of got started. You know, you had this revival setting where it started. E. Stanley Jones, very, very famous missionary to India, close friend of Mahatma Gandhi who won their equivalent to the Nobel Peace Prize and was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. He writes about a revival there. He was a student there in 1905 mm. where the Spirit started moving in for, I think, four days, 24 hours a day. They just stayed. People came in from outside. There's another account of one I uh, heard about in 1923. I'd heard there was a big one in 1932. My parents were at one in 1950, mm. And the one that's been best known was the last major one that moved beyond the campus, and that was in 1970. Great book, a little booklet called One Divine Moment, worth ordering, about that revival. And that one spread to uh, a couple hundred other universities and seminaries across the country and into many churches, and really then into some other countries. So that paradigm is there. And it's been very interesting because different people recently, and some in our own church, and I, f- I even prayed this. I've been praying for that the Lord would open springs of revival here and all over the country that would flow out and mm-hmm. touch everybody. But some more kind of prophetic type people have been talking about believing the Lord is going to dig again the wells that have been stopped. And I think Keith Frith shared a little right. bit of this Sunday about the reading Genesis about Abraham, them redigging the wells. I think it was Abraham that had been stopped up by the Philistines and uh, kind of like the enemy has stopped up these wells but redigging them. And so they'd already been talking about these spots that have seen this in the past. So that's a little context for yeah. it. You mentioned like in the 1970s that one spread yeah. to other universities. Well, yeah. We're seeing that. That's right. That's right. I've, I've heard of at least seven yeah. other locations where it's going on. Uh, uh, Samford, Samford in Birmingham. Right in Alabama. Yeah. yeah, just three and a half hours up the road. Yeah. Texas A&M, Baylor yeah. University, yeah. Uh, Lee, Lee University. Up in uh, Lee University in uh, Chattanooga, right out of Chattanooga. Uh, Cleveland, near, yeah, Cleveland uh, Tennessee. North, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cedarville University, a Christian college in Ohio, Ohio Christian University, and then I just heard uh, today or last night, uh, Valley Forge College mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. Uh, I know there's people praying, and actually I think they said students and faculty from, it was it was at least 120 schools have been now to the Asbury. And obviously when we go, I mean, one of the reasons we went is we want to be equipped for this in Dothan. Right. And so I think they're praying, Lord, let us let this happen where we are. Right. 
Right. And that's the point, really. That's that's right. the key. We're not chasing after this one event. Right. We're, we're chasing God. That's right. And we're saying, okay, God, we see how you're moving here, and we want to be able to be, we want to be ready. Yeah. When that move starts in Dothan. Yeah. We have seen God moving in Dothan. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. I think it's great that it's not just Christian universities and colleges. That's right. Texas A&M, and I know Baylor is a, is a Baptist, b- Baptist roots, mm-hmm. but we have these other universities where God is moving. And we, we know there's been a lot of tragedy on university yeah. campuses. Michigan State just a week ago, University of Virginia late last year. It's refreshing to see this taking place where young people are really excited. And let's talk about that the last few minutes we have. Why do you think that God is moving so powerfully among the college students here mm. in America? Because he's good. So (laughs) thank God for his mercy and grace for all of us. We were talking before just all the darkness, Mm -hmm. though, too. I mean, think of what our nation has been like over the recent years. What they specifically have gone through, you know, uh, a lot of people pointed out that COVID uh, affected them, not physically, but in having to be closed off from other people and wear masks in parts of the country for a couple of years and to be so separated and so isolated. This just this kind of foreboding hanging over during this whole COVID thing. And then we've had all of this disruption with the rioting and really just hatred, I think, in the country on a level I, I don't think I'd seen before. So there's a lot of darkness, high levels of depression. You know, there's just been a study that came out about how high the Gen Z depression and especially among the girls. So I think this uh, th- that generation has, has really been abused. I mean, you think of the breakdown of the family, uh, breakdowns in our schools. They have been victims. I hate to, you know, we've got a culture of everybody wants to be a victim, right. but th- but they often have been. And so there's just a lot of darkness, I think a lot of hopelessness. The, uh, the numbers that have contemplated or even began to arrange for suicide have mm-hmm. been very high. And so a lot of darkness, and I believe seeing this hope now is very powerful. I mean, ultimately, it's the grace of God moving. But you can see people, people are... You know, when people start, when they can't find their hope anymore in the world, then they're open to hear what God can do right. and wants to do. And just having that hunger for something real. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're finding out that Jesus is that yeah, something they're real. Experiencing yeah, they're experiencing it <laughs> firsthand. And then they're, or even if they're not friends, just other people their age yeah. are seeing this taking place. That's right. And they want it. They, they want it, yeah, because yeah. it gives them hope. We need this on our campus. Yes, we all need this in our lives, and, and, and to really see God moving so so mildly in different ways. We saw it during the pandemic, but like you said, so many people were closed off. I've got a good friend, and I honestly believe he had early onset of dementia because of depression mm. at, at his age. Mm. And so it's really affected people in, in, in so many ways like that, especially uh, mentally, emotionally. But God, he's shining his light so bright yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and giving people hope. I read some people saying, you know, is this the last big movement before Jesus comes again? Maybe. Maybe. Not for us to say. (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out, won't we? But it it is exciting because we are seeing such a a strong move of God, such a a humbling move of God, which this world needs to see that. And I also find it it, it interesting that, you know, it's among the young people, but we all need that hope. We all need that hope. And all ages have been going. Yes. Have been going to it. And now that that movement or God's outpouring is beginning to spread to other areas. And next week, we'll talk about what we're seeing yeah. here in mm. Dothan, which is exciting. Yeah. But just real quickly before we end, end today, you've studied different revivals that have taken place uh, yeah. over the course of our country. 
How does this one look in comparison? So I use the word comparison because God's yeah. going to move how he moves. But in other major revivals, renewals, awakenings that's happened in America, uh-huh, uh-huh. what does this look like when you look back at those? Yeah, you know, c- certainly the people not wanting to leave. Uh, you know, a lot of the revivals have happened that way. Not all of them. You know, some of them have gone just escalating by evening meetings or services or however. But a lot of them have been uh, this where people just don't want to leave. I think it's a lot of differences. I mean, we've talked about some of the most recent ones of uh, Brownsville and Toronto were a lot of manifestations. I mean, God moving, I would say, you certainly saw a lot of the negatives of people kind of their own agenda. But but I think, you know, fully we won't see, it's very unique in the role that social media is playing because they wanted all their friends to know what was happening very quickly. So, I mean, it just shot out around the world so quickly. That's exciting because it's given people, believers for sure, a hunger. And a lot of unbelievers, a hunger, at least a curiosity. That's been a real opportunity, and uh, we'll talk next week, but getting to share with people right here in town who have heard about it and who haven't. They're interested. Yeah. So how far it goes, we know this. It's already touched a lot of people. It's the, the university and the seminary has touched thousands of people who have come in. I think they've estimated it over 50,000 different right. people who have been in. So people have a greater hunger and paradigm. So we'll just see how far it goes. But if, if it doesn't do anything else, it's been great. Right. But I think everybody feels like, no, we believe God wants this to go far and why. You know, this Friday, this uh, Jesus Revolution movie, that's, that's another right. just that's right. uh, looking uh, forward to that. Right. I think the Lord put that together. That's coming out this weekend. The 70 revival at Asbury was a big part of that. Right. Thursday, the Collegiate Day of Prayer. Yeah, this past Thursday. Yeah, the Collegiate Day of Prayer was scheduled for Asbury University. They didn't know this was going to break out. Right. So the Lord's doing stuff, and we're praying it's going to go far. Isn't that awesome? God, God already knew what was going to happen. Absolutely. And they scheduled that National Day of Prayer for colleges and universities yeah, at Asbury, where started. he was already moving. That's, that's, right. that's our God. He knows it all uh, from beginning to end and for everlasting. And I would just encourage everybody listening to know this is for you. Yeah. God wants you to have a powerful encounter with him. He wants to fill emptiness. He wants to heal people of, of depression and discouragement and anger. He wants to make us whole. Amen. And Jesus, he's the way. That's right. He's the truth. He's the life. Yeah. He's the only way to the Father. And He died for us. He's redeemed us. And we can receive that forgiveness. And if you haven't done that, I just encourage you to do that today. We just want to thank you all for joining us this morning. Ralph, thank you for being here. Oh, good. And good. looking forward to talking next week. We're going to talk a, more about revival, but more about our response yeah. to, to what God's doing. Hope you all tune in next week for that as well. And until then, I hope you have a great rest of this Sunday, a great week coming up. Remember, Jesus loves you so very much. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.